This is Men of Abundance, episode 61, with Chris Ducker. Welcome to Men of Abundance, the podcast for those looking to level up their lives by hanging out with some of the greatest leaders and established professionals in our community, living a life of integrity, honor, and the abundance mentality. Prepare to pay it forward with your host, former army medic turned lifestyle entrepreneur, Wally Carmichael. What's up, what's up, men of abundance and all of you abundant leaders out there. Today we will be having a conversation with the one and only Chris Ducker. Chris is just one of those guys you just love to sit down and just have an amazing conversation with. He really is about as real as they come. And I love it every time I get a chance to listen to one of his podcasts or interviews or listen to him on Periscope, but to actually have a conversation with him one-on-one was even that much more enlightening. I really dig the fact that he's got so much going on in his life and so much going on in business, yet he still finds time. Everything evolves around his family. He finds time for his family. He makes time for his family. And we're going to have that conversation. We're going to talk about his kick in the gut moment. But you know what? I want to talk a little bit about my evolution and the evolution of men of abundance and this whole men of abundance community that we're building here. And I mean we because we are all a community. That is the intent of men of abundance. And I want us all to really start working much closer together. Now, as you know, you've heard me talk about it before. And if you've listened to any of my other interviews on other shows, the book that I recommend quite a bit is the book called Abundance by Peter Diamandis. And Peter takes abundance to a global level. He proves with data that the world is in a much better place today than we have ever been in the history of time. And he goes on to prove that the world and our economy and everything else is getting exponentially better through so many means, through technology, through brain power, through connections, connecting the world about 5 billion people. There's 8 billion people in the world and about 5 billion are currently connected through the internet or some other means of communication. And once we connect all 8 billion people, the brain power that is going to be harnessed there to make the world a much better place is just really going to just take off unbelievably like a rocket ship, literally like a rocket ship, considering Peter Diamandis is one of the abundant minds behind space travel. Just amazing. But here's what I want to point out about men of abundance. We are talking about, and the premise of this show and the premise of this whole community is to help you as an individual man realize the abundance in your life, realize realize the abundance in your mind, and realize the abundance in your immediate family. Because until you can do that, until you can realize your own personal abundance, You simply will not be able to take it to a global level. And at some point, I would love, absolutely love to see anybody from the community go on to do something like what Peter Diamandis is doing or Jeff Bezos or Elon Musk or any number of men and women around the world who are doing abundant things for the world. But it has to start with your personal abundance. It has to start with your mindset. You have to get out of that scarcity mindset that Peter talks about in the book Abundance. And just about any other time he gets a chance to get in front of an audience, he talks about that. Getting out of your mindset, getting into abundance, but like I said, he takes it to a global level. I'm trying to bring you back down 
and realize your own personal abundance like I have. That's what's extremely important, and that's what this whole show is about. Now, I do plan on getting Peter on the show because I know he will be of great value to you and so that you can fully understand and hear from his voice through me and through the Men of Abundance podcast how important it is to get rid of that scarcity mindset and develop the abundance mindset. This abundance mindset makes me so excited about what's to come, not just with the world, but with you personally. I'm extremely excited about what's to come in your life because I know, I know without the benefit of a doubt from all of the conversations that I've had throughout my entire life and all of the people that I've met all over the world, every time I meet somebody who has an abundant mindset and you look at them a year or two later, they're doing amazing things with their own life. They're traveling the world. They're doing amazing things in the world. You know, I say amazing a lot. You know that? (laughs) I notice that because I listen to my own show and I do hear myself say amazing quite a bit. But I love that word. Amazing and abundance are my two favorite words when I'm describing somebody like you. Because I want that in your life. I want you to live an abundant, abundant lifestyle. And that is whatever you want it to be. It's the same thing with sex. Success. Well, sex too, but we're not talking about that right now. It's the same thing with success. Success is whatever you describe it as, your success. Abundance is the same way. And I feel with the abundant mindset, you will reach the goals, you will fulfill the plans, you will do things in your life that truly make you happy and will make the people around you happy. And then it just perpetuates and it continues to grow. So obviously you can see I'm very excited today. In fact, part of the reason why is because I just listened to an old buddy of mine, Mike Dillard, on Self-Made Man. He just interviewed Peter Diamandis, and he had this conversation with him on a global level. I want to have this conversation with Peter on a more personal level. So if any of you listening happen to know a contact, a connection with Peter, and I'll get a hold of Mike, and I'll get a hold of Peter myself, and I'll do what I can to get Peter on the show. But if you happen to know anybody that can fast-track that and get help me get a hold of Peter, uh, I would greatly appreciate it, and I know all the other men would as well, because I want to have a personal conversation on a much more personal level about abundance with Peter Diamandis. I want to learn more about his kick-in-the-gut moment and his pivot point and why he feels that so many men do not live their life of abundance. I just think it would be an amazing conversation. I know it would be an amazing conversation, and I'm truly looking forward to it. All right, let's bring Chris out on the show. So for those of you who don't know who Chris Ducker is, Chris started his career in the marketing and sales industry back in his hometown of London, UK. In 2000, Chris uprooted himself and moved to the Philippines. How freaking amazing is that? Moving from London to the Philippines. He's lived there ever since. Currently, Chris oversees the daily operations of his group of companies, the Live to Sell Group, which houses three subsidiaries and almost 300 full-time employees, which just blows my mind. Now, you can go on and read the rest of uh, Chris's information, and we talk a little bit about it in the show but you can go to the show notes at menofabundance.com forward slash 061 to see the rest of Chris's bio and everywhere he's been published in Entrepreneur Magazine and many other publications they'll all be listed in the show notes but one thing I also want to mention about Chris is he has a podcast called Youpreneur it is an amazing podcast plus he's got a podcast that he does once in a while with Pat Flynn which we talk about that in the show 
But one more thing I want to mention to you that I think will be of interest to many of you is just this week, Chris launched Upreneur.com. This is something I'm personally very excited about because it's going to help business owners that are youpreneurs, which means basically you're your own entrepreneur. You don't have a large business. You don't have employees. You're launching yourself, basically your ideas and yourself as a brand. It's where it's time for you to cash in on your experience. And it's a step-by-step guide to becoming competitor proof and building a successful personal brand business. So I'm going to have youpreneur.com listed in the show notes as well. And Chris and I talk a little bit about what it means to be a youpreneur and the importance of it in today's day and age, just as I was talking about with living a life of abundance. Chris, welcome to Men of Abundance, man. Thank you very much for having me. I'm pumped. Man, I am so excited. I've been looking forward to this call for quite some time. Um, I've listened to you for you know, quite a while as we were talking before we started this show. I heard your name in the circles that I'm in several times, but I actually got to know who you were, uh, your business background, and who you were as a person, really, because you and Pat Flynn joke around quite a bit on the One Day Breakthrough podcast, which I just can't wait till that comes back. But uh, it's just great to have a chance to get to uh, talk to you on the show. Well, it's my pleasure, man. Thanks again for having me. So where are you at in the world today? I'm in the Philippines, right here. I'm in my home here in Cebu, uh, which is uh, uh, one of the southern uh, islands here in the Philippines. I've lived here for, what are we at now? Good gosh. Um, We're at 12, almost 13 years in Cebu and 16 years in the Philippines. So, uh, yeah, quite a while here in the islands. Wow, that's amazing. It truly is amazing because I like traveling around. I've been around Asia for a while. I'm, I'm in Hawaii now, which is almost like... It's a, nice. I like Hawaii so much because it's a mix between being in the United States, but then also being overseas. Yes. No, I've, I've not visited Hawaii yet, but uh, obviously Pat goes every year with the family. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, we've often talked about, uh, you know, getting over there and spending some time together with the families and whatnot. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get there eventually. <laughs> yeah, you definitely have to. Pat and I had a chance to chat just briefly when he was here last time with his family. Yep. So, Chris, I like to start the show out pretty much like I start almost every morning, which is with an attitude of gratitude. What do you have to be grateful for today? I, well, today, to begin with, I have you to be grateful for. Well, thank you for uh, that. For, ha- for that. having me on the show and for introducing me to your audience. You know, I don't, I don't, um, I don't take this for granted at all. You know, the fact that somebody would reach out to me and want to fundamentally introduce me to their audience, um, an audience that obviously adores them for what they do and how they do it. Uh, you know, and, and as a podcaster myself, you know, I, I know what it's like to be on that end. And I, you know, I've had a few guests in the past that haven't worked out very well. And, uh, you know, it, it's one of those things. So whenever I uh, get the opportunity to be on a, a show that is, um, well respected and has and got a host that genuinely knows what he's talking about. I appreciate it and I do not take it for granted at all. So I'm very, very grateful for you having me. I really appreciate you saying that. And I, in turn, am very selective about who I bring on to Men of Abundance. And the way I say it oh, you is... Gotta be. You gotta be. Well, yeah, absolutely. The way I say it is, if I, don't, if I wouldn't feel comfortable sitting down to dinner with you and my family... Uh, I just don't want you on my show. I, we just can't sure. jive. You know, we ha- can't have a good conversation. And, you know, I got to admit, I, you know, even though I knew who you were from the uh, one, one day business breakthrough, I still stalked you on Periscope, which is where you spend a lot of your time at. I love your Periscopes and uh, Twitter and stuff like that. And I said, absolutely. Uh, Chris is definitely somebody I have to have on the show. 
Well, thanks again. Well, as we get into that then, we uh, just briefly uh, bring up your bio and stuff before we get started here on the show, but I would like to hear it from you. And here on Men of Abundance, we really like to get to know the man behind the greatness and behind the abundance and not just the business side of everything because there's so many business shows out there. But I really want to get to know the man behind the abundance. So let's get a little bit personal. Yeah, let's do it. What do you want to know? Yeah, let's let's uh, hear a little bit about you know one you know how'd you get into where you're what you're doing now, you know we're going to get into your kick in the gut moment here in just a minute and you know when you made that mm-hmm. pivot point, but you know who is Chris? Well, you know at the <laughs> at the very good goal, there's a rabbit hole we could go down. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure. I mean, no, look at at the very core of it. I often say when I get asked, you know, that sort of type of question, I just from from. You know, from a, a business perspective, I'm just a sales and marketing guy. That's it. That's all I've known my entire career since I was 17. I dropped out of uh, you know university and 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 um, you know much to my father's dismay at the time, and uh, you know decided to go into the sales and marketing world. And from a business perspective, that's still what I do today. Obviously, how I do it has changed drastically over the years. Um, but you know, from a personal perspective. Uh, number one, first and foremost, I'm a father. Uh, secondly, I'm a husband, and third, I'm an entrepreneur. And uh, you know, if I can um, if I can do well on those three things, I know that I'm not not just going to be serving uh, you know uh, my family well, but I'm also going to be serving the people that I come into contact with from a business perspective in, in a good way as well. What were you studying when you were at university? I was in London, yeah, born and raised in London, Wimbledon to be precise. I was born about 15 minutes away from Centre Court at the All England uh, Tennis Club. And uh, yeah, I was, I was going to university there in London and I was about three months in or so. And I just said, you know what, I cannot do this. I, if I see another textbook or another you know, blackboard, we didn't even have whiteboards back in them days. I'm showing my age now, <laughs> you know. Um, <laughs> But no, I mean, you know, I just, it wasn't for me. It hit me very, very quickly, very, very quickly. And um, I was already working actually part-time at a publication called Auto Trader, which I'm pretty sure you, you I don't yeah, know whether yeah. you used to mm-hmm. have it in yeah. the U.S., but I know you did before. Well, we used to but, for, yeah, many years ago. Yeah, which is, you know, for those tuning in that don't know what it is, it's basically a printed kind of weekly newspaper slash magazine type of thing where people would sell everything from motorbikes to boats and so what i was doing as a part-timer a couple of a couple of days a week um i was selling uh, advertising you know classifieds display space that kind of stuff and it was pure part-time uh, but i was really really good at it really really good to the point where i was making the same sort of commission as some people that were doing it full-time from just working a couple of days a week and so I quit school I started going full-time uh, within a couple of years I had my own team uh, and then I got poached by uh, probably one of the largest publishers in in, in England uh, they did everything from you know the British Medical Journal right the way down a lingerie monthly and uh, I, I worked with them for almost eight years uh, in various sales and marketing roles. And by the time I left, I'd won the salesperson of the year, three years, and uh, had a team of about 70 people working for me. Many of you uh, was uh, pretty much everybody was older than me, which didn't quite go down so well most of the time, but they still did a good job for me nonetheless. So, you know, obviously you went to university for the same old reason as most, well, I wouldn't say most, but many 
entrepreneur-minded people anyway. They end up going to school because society says so, their parents say so, yep. that yep. sort of stuff. So, um, you know, I like to I like to have those conversations here on Men of Abundance because you basically had the guts to say, you know, despite what my father's going to think, despite what society's going to think of me, I'm going to take this route. How easy was that to do? Very easy for me because uh, I, I knew. I just knew it. Wallace, I, I just knew it. It wasn't for me. Um, yeah, I knew I was going to get a ton of flack from my old man. Um, I knew my mum would be on my side because she always was, <laughs> being her firstborn. Um, so I, I knew that he'd come around. I knew he wouldn't be happy. I knew he'd come around. Uh, but I knew that it was an easy decision for me to make because I just knew it wasn't for me. It was really that simple. Um, you know. Now, that being said, I will say, you know, I carried on studying you know i did do a couple of evening classes i did uh did a, a media studies course on film and broadcasting for a while i was quite interested in potentially getting involved in broadcasting um had a couple of friends that worked at the bbc and they were always talking about how creative the space was and all that sort of type of thing but ultimately you know the sales and marketing started to really work for me i started to become very very good at it and uh you know that was ultimately what brought me to the Philippines in 2000 where I was um, I was offered a job with one of the international banks here to come in and take care of their international or rather their local uh, telemarketing efforts for things like credit cards and personal loans and I was with them for a few years before I decided to set up my own consulting uh, company which then obviously turned into the live to sell group which is now what 500 or so employees strong Wow. Yeah, you know, and I want to make the point, I'm glad you said that, that you continued your, your education and you continued learning, but I'm guessing that you were learning subjects that you wanted to learn, that you felt yes. was going to benefit you directly for what vocation you were doing at that time. Yes, yes, indeed. I think, you know, when, when I got involved with the media studies course, um, I wouldn't necessarily say that helped me from, you know, the work scenario, you know, the week, the work perspective. Um, but it was something I was really interested in. And I was, you know, talking into mics and I was behind video cameras and in front of video cameras. And when I look back on it, a lot of the stuff I picked up in that year, um, and it was what, one, one evening a week, um, I'm using it right now. Mm -hmm. I'm using it right now, like literally now. Like I learned that you need to speak close to a microphone your mouth literally needs to be touching the mic for, for to come through nice and clear when you're using any kind of mic other than a lav mic um or a boom mic you know so if i if i go away from the microphone you can hear what i'm saying but it's nowhere near as clear and as crisp whereas once i start coming back into the mic you know that i'm right here and i'm present with you and, and we learn all that stuff um and you know how to sit properly on a head and shoulder shot uh, if you're in front of the camera, how to, you know, frame that up and all that stuff. So it's funny how things have a way of coming back to haunt you <laughs> to, to a certain degree. All that stuff I picked up, I'm using it right now in my online marketing for my businesses. Yeah, that's really amazing. And I'm glad that you brought that up. So, you know, as you went through your your process, I know you started a couple of businesses and you're doing pretty darn good now. I, I, you know, I've been watching what you're doing and I love what you're doing. But I know along the lines, there had to have been some kick-in-the-gut moments. And I would like to hear one of those stories uh, that was a real kick-in-the-gut moment that kind of led up to enough is enough and ultimately a pivot point. I think uh, the biggest thing for me 
uh, was losing my mum. Um, when I lost my mum, you know, we were very, very close. And um, she was easily my biggest kind of supporter, my biggest cheerleader in everything I did. I wasn't, I want to clarify, I was not a mummy's boy, right? But um, she always supported every decision I made. And so when she, when she, you know, when she died, it was tough to know that I wouldn't have that, 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 that era of wisdom to pull on as and when I needed advice. But, you know, I guess probably more importantly, I wouldn't have the cheerleader that I'd become quite used to uh, in my early 20s and into my mid-20s before she passed. And so, kick in the gut, yes, absolutely, absolutely, you know, losing a parent is, is tough no matter what way you put it. But then, you know, the lessons that I learned in regards to that, and I don't really know, I, I don't even know if that would be the right term, more, you know, what I picked up from the experience would be that it's great to have the cheerleader, but if you don't, you can still do great stuff. You know what I mean? There's a nice, mm -hmm. you know, complex word for your stuff. I mean, you know, <laughs> you, you can, <laughs> my speaker coach once said to me, there's a little side, little side discussion right here. I, I did a keynote in Vegas a few years ago and my speaker coach came out to watch me on stage. It was a big, big event. And um, she sat right in the front row. She's a very, very well-known keynote speaker she's won the nsa speaker of the year a whole bunch of times and everything and she, she we had breakfast the next morning where she broke down my presentation and she started out by saying you looked the part you're a successful businessman you looked great you sounded great you were commanding on stage blah, 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 blah. and then she said if you say the word stuff one more time on stage <laughs> i'm sending ninjas around to your house kind of thing and and I think she, she literally tallied it. In 45 minutes, I said 21 times. That's bad. That's really bad. Hasten to say, obviously, I've never said the word stuff on stage ever again. Um, but anyway, little side moment there for you. Um, so, yeah, I, you know, that's what I learned from that kick in the gut moment. I learned that, you know, even though I was used to having that cheerleader in my mom, that it was, uh, it was possible to still move forward and do great things. And for me... You know that realization was uh, was important for me to make, particularly at the time that I made it. What was I, 27 when she passed? So, you know, I was still getting started to a certain degree. Yeah, absolutely. You're still young. As uh, see, that was about the time that I lost my dad. I think. Yeah, right. Around, well, I was mm -hmm. I was a little bit younger than that, just younger than that. Uh, and then I lost my mom about in my late in my late 30s. Yep. Yeah, so I'm 47, going on 47 now, so. Yep. Yeah, that's pretty tough. That's a, a tough time, and and I certainly know that uh, my mom was certainly my biggest cheerleader as well, and my dad would have been as well, um, and he was as I was going off and uh, doing whatever, what, what I was doing in life at that time. He yeah, was very proud yeah. to say the least, but. I mean, there's something about family, you know, we we don't want to take them for granted but we kind of do every now and then and it's mm -hmm. bad we shouldn't but when they're not around anymore that really hits you hard um i just literally a week and a half maybe two weeks ago reconnected with my father's older brother my uncle um who i hadn't spoken to since my dad's funeral 13 years ago um he actually moved from england to australia and i completely lost touch with him he's an old school guy he's not on facebook or anything like that uh, but i did find him online via an ancestry service because uh, one of my 
sort of passions right now is putting together my family tree and um, I found him and I couldn't believe it and uh, you know to be able to reach back into that side of my family and to touch base on all those memories as a kid has meant a lot to me in the last couple of weeks and uh, I'm actually going to be flying over to Sydney to see him in the new year and I'm really looking forward to it. That's one of the things I really like about social media now because I've reconnected with my mother's sisters uh, over the years and we kind of stay connected as well so it's nice to be able to do that. Yeah, yeah, sure is. So, you know, you asked me when we first got started, when we first started talking here uh, today before we got started on the show is how how do we end up getting connected and I mentioned that I had heard you, you know, your name in our circles quite a bit. But then I started really getting into this podcast called uh, The One Day Business Breakthrough with Pat Flynn. And you two have an amazing chemistry together on top of the content is just so valuable. Uh, one of the, the, by far the best show that I listen to, and I listen to several shows, podcasts, but that one's not playing right now, so I go back and listen to reruns every once in a while, <laughs> but I still Thank get you. you and Pat, because I still listen to Pat's two podcasts, and I listen to your podcast, uh, Upreneur, and just can't get enough of you guys, but the relationship that you and Pat have is, <laughs> it's like brotherly love on a business standpoint. Uh, I mean, yeah, 100%, um, but I would, I would say um, that, and I'm sure he would agree with me on this point if you were to ask him, um, our relationship is way, way more personal than it is business. Uh, we actually, believe it or not, rarely talk about the business stuff. Um, I think at first, uh, when, we, when we first connected, what, seven odd years ago, that kind of was the catalyst. Um, and, you know, he was just getting started online. I think he has about a year or so more than me in terms of online blogging, podcasting, etc. Um, in fact, no, I started podcasting before he did, but he was blogging before I was. Um, and I think that was kind of the catalyst to begin our relationship. But as things have gone, you know, as, as time has gone by, um, you know, obviously, um, his his son Keone is is what he's nine or so months younger than my son Charles. Uh, you know, so I've seen him grow up. I've you know I've I've seen Kai as a baby. I've seen Kailani grow up, and I'm very much uncle to them, and 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 him and April to, to Charles as well. So it's very much a personal relationship rather than a business one yes we talk about business stuff yes we spitball ideas off of each other as each other's first sounding boards etc etc i mean we were just hanging out in san diego a couple of months ago where just over a smoothie we came up with the title of his next book um and you know he literally registered the domain name right there and then uh, at the smoothie place <laughs> so i mean you know the, these these are the things that we do with each other he helped me actually come up with a concept for youpreneur uh, July 4, 2014, right there in his in his home. Uh, uh, after barbecue and water balloon fights, uh, we made a cup of coffee and came up with the idea for Youpreneur. So, I mean, this is um, it's an important uh, relationship in in both our lives. Uh, but I would definitely say at this point today, uh, it's way more personal than it is business. I really dig that. I think it's so important for men to have those types of relationships uh, with another man it, it's just extremely important you get to doing what you're doing and you think nobody can help me with what I'm doing because I'm 
I'm in the zone. I'm right there. And then somebody comes along and just completely disrupts your whole mindset and says, wow. Yeah. That, yeah. And why I, wouldn't I, I think I of that? Those. Yeah, I, I, I love those moments. For me, um, you know, those, those, are the, those are the moments that actually move the needle in whatever you're doing. I think it's important to have, you know, as a man, as a husband, as a father, I think it's important to not only have friends that can relate with all those different roles that you play, but also mentors and coaches, whatever you want to call it. Um, you know, I, I often sit down with Michael Hyatt when uh, we are in the same city together. Um, Michael is an older gentleman compared to myself. I am an older gentleman compared to Pat. Uh, and I'm sure Pat works and, and hangs out with younger people than he is as well. And there's something about Michael particularly, um, you know, very devoted to his wife, as am I, very devoted to his children, as am I, um, and very devoted to serving first, selling second, as am I. So we, we get each other. And, you know, he's an old school corporate guy, so am I as well. And there's a lot to, there's a lot for us to chat and, and discuss, but... Uh, the one thing that a lot of people don't know about Michael Hyatt is that he has an incredible sense of humor. I laugh. I mean, literally, my gut hurts the next morning after a dinner with Michael. He's hilarious. And so, you know, I think it's important. It's important to have those relationships. You're absolutely right. That's part of the reason why I know that I resonate so much with you and Pat, because you're both family men. I, the reason why I started this Men of Abundance podcast in part is because I was chasing after that seven-figure income. I was doing, you know, trying to get every quick, you know, get-rich-quick scheme. I was, you know, and starting stuff my, on my own, doing a lot of stuff, but I wasn't focusing on what was important today. And I finally made that realization. And that's where I started this whole abundance journey, and now I wanted to share that with other men. Don't get me wrong. I want to make more money. And I want to improve my business acumen and I want to learn much more in business. But I want to live, I don't want to do that. I, I was doing that for so long so that someday I could have this relationship with my family and we could go do this and we could go do that. When I realized I have all the resources and I have everything I need today to have an, to do that, to have this abundant lifestyle while I'm doing it. And that's why I like both of you because I see that and I see Pat all the time on vacation. There's other guys that I see that are doing very well in business, but I just don't see them living the lifestyle that I want yeah. to live. I don't see them hanging out with their friends and family. I don't see them on vacation. I see them doing business trips all the time maybe with their family, but they're not, I don't, they're just not, they're living the life they want to live and I'm not knocking that, but they're just not living my lifestyle. Yeah, exactly. And you need to separate those, those things, business and, and, and family. You need, you can't, you can't tag a three day family vacation at the end of a two week speaking tour. That's not the way it works. Uh, you need to completely unplug you need to completely get away from it and you need prolonged vacations with your family for it to stay solid in my mind we take three vacations every year which is around 10 days a pop um, and we try and visit different places every single year as a family it's becoming a little harder with the kids as they get older you know I've got 21 and 18 and uh, eight and a half year old uh, so the 21 year old you know doesn't really normally want to go on family <laughs> with his vacation he's too busy building his own business now which i'm very proud of awesome um and and my daughter chloe is at university and just crushing it right now she is crushing it so it's becoming tougher obviously which charlie has no problems with because he gets all the attention so uh <laughs> you know it, it's it, i i think that it's important to um 
to enjoy that family time as much as you can. We, we have several rules in the house, you know, no phones at the table, no phones in the living room, actually. Uh, you know, um, no TV after, you know, probably around 10 p.m. for me and the wife. We, we'd rather sit and read a book together or uh, just, you know, lay and talk in bed and all that sort of stuff. So, yeah, you know what? The fact is that you get the opportunity to make these choices. It's down to you. It's always down to you how you spend your time, whether it be with family or on business projects. Uh, and I think, you know, once you really accept that, amazing things can happen. And, and that right there is, that's, I mean, that's abundance quantified in one sentence. Uh, you control everything. You truly do. And it's up to you to make the change, you know, make the changes if you need to make them or to continue to push forward with things that are working well for you. Exactly correct. And once I made that realization, that's when so much more started coming into my life. Uh, stuff that was already there, I just wasn't seeing it because I was so laser focused on one aspect of sure. my life. And I just wasn't allowing myself to see everything else. So Chris, you know, I don't want to take up too much of your time, but I do want to pay it forward to Men of Abundance. You ready for that? Yeah, let's do it. Outstanding. So give men of abundance one to three actionable steps that they can take today. Well, the first thing they need to do um, is, you know, genuinely sit down and figure out where their priorities stand uh, in regards to, you know, the, you know, the two major parts of a man's life is his family and his work. I remember my father used to say, a man is his job. And I'll never forget. Pretty old-fashioned way to look at things, but uh, I don't, I don't forget those sort of types of things that I learned from from my old man. Um, but uh, no, figure out where your priorities are, and obviously understand that family is always more important than anything you do from a working perspective. Uh, you know, work will come and go, customers will come and go, but your family will be with you throughout everything as long as you treat them with the love and the respect that they deserve. So work out what your priorities are, write them down and put them somewhere where you can see them pretty much on a daily basis. I'm not saying you got to stick them in the bathroom or something, but you know, put them somewhere where you feel like you can relate to them on a regular basis, go back to them and embrace them on a regular basis from a priorities perspective. The second thing is you got to read, man. Like people are not reading enough. They're not. We're not we are connected to our phones too much. We're listening to too much music. We're, and there's nothing wrong. I'm a big music fan, trust me. Uh, but, you know, we're watching too many videos on YouTube and all things. Read. I do two books a month pretty religiously. Some are fiction. The very large majority are nonfiction. I'm a big uh, biography fan, obviously a big self-help slash business fan as well. Um, and I really do genuinely feel that as a society we're not reading as much as we should be it's the number one way to upgrade yourself in all aspects of your life so read buy some books and read and then third i would say to become acutely aware of the symptoms of burnout as somebody who has uh, you know gone through burnout before it changed my life quite frankly going through burnout uh, because it, it made me see that I'd become a micromanaging, pain-in-the-butt type A entrepreneur. Uh, and it was really the catalyst for me to be able to grow my team and build my business in a smart, way more savvier manner than just sort of burning the candle at both ends. And so, you know, genuinely become aware of what the signs of burnout mean for you. It could be that you're becoming too dependent on caffeine. 
it could be that you're not exercising as much as you normally do because you'd rather work than spend 30 minutes on the treadmill or something. Um, you know, I, I hate exercise. I hate it. I mean, I've talked about it at length. I don't like exercising, but you know what? I do it every day because I know that if I don't, the chances are I'll be around less on this earth than if I, you know, than I will be if I'm if I do some kind of exercise on a daily basis. So I either go on, you know, I I, I go out for long walks with the dog, or I will do a yoga session with my wife, or I will hop on the cross trainer downstairs. Or maybe I'll just do some simple foam rolling, keep my muscles in good condition. I'll, whatever it is, I don't do a lot of strength work or anything. It's not my vibe at all. But I do a 30 days, uh, 30 minutes of exercise every single day, pretty much. So you know, work out what those priorities are. Figure out what the you know the the signs of burnout are for you, so that you can avoid it. And just read, man. Read some books. Damn, we got to start reading again. We really do. All very good points, and I do want to dig into one thing. What are some other, and two things actually, so what, do you have any books that you would recommend to anybody who, or any other course, or any other means of somebody to find out if they are in a burnout state? Well, I mean, you know, I wrote Virtual Freedom um, to help people avoid it and get out of it. So Virtual Freedom is 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 very widely regarded as the essential guide to building a team of virtual employees so you know people can certainly pick up my book <laughs> if i'm not say so myself uh you know to learn a little bit about how to avoid the burnout and recover from it if if you're there um but i think you know one of the books that really inspired me a lot was actually from the aforementioned um uh, michael hyatt um and that was living forward which he published last year um, Living Forward, uh, actually, it was probably two books. Living Forward by Michael Hyatt and um, uh, People Over Profit from Dale Partridge are two books that really hit me hard last year. I thoroughly enjoyed reading them. Uh, I did pretty much, I think I actually, did I do them both in one month? Or maybe there was a bit of a break in between the two, I think. But I know they were close by, and I remember reading People, of Profit, people Before Profit, um, or People Over Profit, rather, uh, first and then living forward by Michael very different books um, but still complement each other perfectly and what I loved about living forward more than anything else it was that it really was like a game plan it gave you everything you needed to actually plan uh, plan out your life moving forward and uh, it was a genuinely uh, a big needle mover for me so you should certainly check out those two books to to get started on the reading side of things yeah, I'll certainly check out those books myself, and I'll have those listed in the show notes at menofabundance.com. What daily habits make up the biggest impact in your life? You already mentioned exercises and reading. Yeah, which so I hate. Else? I want to clarify, I hate <laughs> it. I don't like it. I really, I really genuinely don't like it, but I do it because I know it's good for me. Um, in terms of daily habits, uh, you know, I, I only work six hours a day. Uh, I work from, you know, I'm making literally an exception today getting on this call at 9 a.m. my time with you, but I'm always aware of, uh, you know, the time zone differences between my friends in the U.S. and here in the Philippines. But uh, I work basically from 10 to 4, uh, Monday through to Thursday. So I don't work Fridays. I have a three-day weekend. I have had a three-day weekend for over three years now. Uh, my wife loves that because it's our time. It's uninterrupted. It can be a movie double bill. It could be an extra yoga session. It could just be hanging around in the house, you know, uh, just, you know, talking or planning or, you know, whatever the case may be. But so four days a week, 10 to four, uh, a big daily habit for me is making sure that by 4 p.m. I'm done. 
by hook or by crook, I'm done because I want to be downstairs in the living room for when my boy comes back from school so we can hang out together. I don't want him to have to come up to my home office and get me. I want him to know that when he gets back, it's daddy time and it's on. And so we do that. Um, I green juice. I either green juice or green smoothie every day as well at some point just to get those nutrients into the old body, which I do enjoy. I enjoy the healthy food and, and, and everything. Um, and uh, generally, what I, the one big thing for me, and this has really helped me actually from a content creation perspective as an online content you know, creator and marketer, is that I get my creative work done first before anything else. So if I have to write a blog post, if I have to record a podcast, if I have to record a video, if I want to go live on Facebook or Periscope, I do it first thing before I get into the work side of things of, you know, checking on email or conversing with my team via Slack or social media or whatever. So I do the creative work first and then I get to the to-do list, if that makes sense. It does, absolutely. And I'm the same way. Towards the end of the day, I don't know that my battery's completely drained, but it's just not thinking enough to sit down and write creative content. I might have a creative thought, at which point I will jot it down so I don't forget it because I have a tendency to do oh, that real quickly. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> not I, just and, you. Does, oh goodness! It? I know. And later I'll be like, "What? The, what was I thinking of? I know it was awesome because I thought of it." But so if I don't write it down, it's gone. Um, yeah, but so you know, Chris, we already talked about uh, a couple of books, and that was because I was specifically asking about that specific question about burnout. But do you have any other books that you would recommend to men of abundance, and why? Well, for me, one book that really helped me a lot was uh, "Crush It" by Gary Vaynerchuk. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's not a self help book or anything like that, but um, it really helped me understand the power of a personal brand and how important it was. And we're talking two thousand nine, so it's a pretty old book now. Uh, but I've read it a few times since I picked it up. And I remember actually picking it up. I remember like it was yesterday. It was a Saturday afternoon. We came back to the home uh, from being out. And I did, I, I did it in one sitting. Like I, I went cover to cover in one sitting. And, you know, I've, I've been very blessed to get to know Gary well now since that. Uh, and we've hung out a lot and got to know each other well. And he lives and breathes it, man. And, and I mean, when it comes to a personal brand business, he is walking, talking, yelling, swearing sometimes mm-hmm. proof of, you know, what you can do with the power of a strong personal brand. Uh, I have developed my own personal brand over the years, and uh, I can honestly say to you that it has been the biggest game changer for me from a business perspective to have a personal brand uh, and obviously a very loyal following because of it. So, yeah, Crush It for me, big, big game changer for me because... uh, it really helped me understand the important side of uh, that branding element as an entrepreneur. Yeah, I'm going to have to get my hands on that one. It's been recommended quite a bit. I have read Ask Gary V. Uh, and as you see, that that gives you an show. idea of like you know what's going on in between his ears from an entrepreneur mm-hmm. and a leader perspective. But Crush It was so long ago now yeah. that you really get the the, the you know the well, not the young the younger uh, less experienced quite frankly, um, and less less polished Gary Vee. 
Um, not that he's that polished now, actually. I think that's. Mm -hmm. a, I'll strike that from the record, Your Honour. But I think he's. <laughs> uh, I, I I think that he's just. He, back in those days, he was rawer. He wasn't as experienced as he is now. You know, he didn't have Vayner Media, or, or I think if he did, it was in its very, very, very right. big infancy. Uh, so I mean, there's there's something about the book. I mean, you read it now. There's going to be a ton of stuff that's probably out of date. A lot of references that's out of date now. But I still feel that the core message and the tactics uh, contained within those couple of hundred pages uh, are, you know, that can serve any entrepreneur building, particularly building a following online, very, very well. You know, you bring up a very good point in that. Uh, somebody who's just starting out their business, if they're, if not all men of abundance are, not all of the audience are entrepreneurs, but even if you're trying to progress in life and you're trying to learn from somebody who's doing what you want to do, the tendency is is to go find that expert that's been doing it for 20 years. But right. I've found that you make up a very, you bring up a very good point that while Gary is where he's at now, you can get that book from when he really kind of became. Gary V, as as we know now, and you're closer to. He's at that point in time. He's closer to where you are now, if that makes any absolutely, sense. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. Because if if you're just starting out, that's exactly what he was doing. I mean, obviously, a wine library, TV that was kicking mm -hmm. butt. But in terms of his actual personal brand, in terms of his entrepreneur musings, he was very much just getting started. Um, and uh, you know, if man, I'll tell you, you go back into Gary's YouTube channel. And you see some of the videos from five, six, seven years ago. They are gold. Mm -hmm. They are gold. Yes, his message has changed slightly. Slightly. Yes, he's become a little bit more knowledgeable and more experienced. And you know, uh, you know, in terms of a thought leader, he's become more well known and more well respected and rounded. But man, there is there is gold in them there hills when it comes to Gary's early videos on on his YouTube channel. Dive back in, sincerely. There's one particularly uh, that I remember that he shot on an airplane. He looks like the 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 emperor from Return of the Jedi <laughs> in this thing because it's like you know tiny little light from his phone on his face. But he shot it on an airplane coming back from a trip somewhere, and one of the best videos he's ever done. You know, and that was at least four or five years ago. So yeah, that, that you you make a very good, very clarity driven point right there. That you go back and you know you've. You know, you understand the fact that you're just getting started. People that are only going three, four, five years, maybe, they're so far ahead of the curve compared to you, yet they're so much more relatable because they don't have that, that you know, 10,000, 15,000 hours worth of quote unquote experience under their belt. And I think the word experience can mean so much to so many different mm -hmm. people anyway. One thing I know from working with the coaching clients that I work with uh, inside of the youpreneur.com community is that people will pay for access more so today than ever before in the history of Western civilization. I personally still hire consultants to help me with certain aspects of my business, whether it be HR, whether it be copywriting, whether it be you know web development, landing page conversion, it doesn't matter. I'll gladly pay thousands of dollars to people who know what the hell they're doing. I don't care if they've been doing it two years or 22 years. If they know how to get it done, I'm quite happy to pay for that access and that knowledge. So that's definitely a word to the wise, that's for sure. That definitely is, and I'm glad you got my point on that, and you articulated it much better than I was trying to. <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> so I have one last question for you, Chris, and that is, what does living a life of abundance mean to you? Uh, freedom. You know, it's it's freedom. For me, um, I'm, I don't... I don't 
take the life that I have for granted at all. Uh, it is extremely freedom-based. Um, because of the businesses that I have started and continue to run, and because of the way that I do it from an arm's length, um, you know, I have a, a very, very large corporate call center company that I own, uh, which its headquarters is 15 minutes drive from my home, from my house. And the last time I was there was about three months ago. There's 460-odd people working there right now. And I don't see them face-to-face -face any more than maybe three or four times a year. Uh, and so the reason why I do that is, number one, I want them to learn how to think on their own feet and not rely on me as the as the CEO and the owner of the firm, but also because I want the freedom to be able to do what the hell I want whenever the hell I want to do it and how I want to do it and why I want to do it. And so that's why I create the businesses that I do. And I, But I don't take it for granted. I'm blessed to have a freedom-based entrepreneurial lifestyle. I'm not a location-independent guy or anything like that. It's very tough to do that when you've got a family. Uh, but I am um, acutely aware of the importance and the priority that I place on my own entrepreneurial freedom because it leads me into a, a more freedom-based lifestyle with my family as well. Beautiful. I absolutely love it. You are definitely living a life of abundance and I truly uh, appreciate you coming on and sharing all of this amazing stuff with us. <laughs> there's, a, there's a nice technical term for you. <laughs> I, love the, I love that technical term. It's, it's straight out of Chris Ducker's mouth. Um, so we're going to close this up, Chris, and before we do, I'd love for you to leave us with a parting piece of guidance in any way that we can reach you or follow you, and um, I'll share all of that in the show notes. Well, look, I'll, ju I'll just say that just do you, you know, be you, be what you're all about. People want to do business with other people. People want to become friends with real people. Uh, forget the cloak and mirror act. People are way too smart nowadays. They can smell the BS from 10 miles away. And uh, so just be you all the time. And, you know, understand that people and some people are not going to like you because of that, but some people are. And those are the ones that are going to kind of, you know, that you're going to want to attract and, and surround yourself with. Uh, and if anybody's more, in, you know, interested to hear more of my ramblings, they can head over to chrisducker.com. Uh, the blog, the podcast, the videos, everything is all over there. Excellent. I'll definitely have all that lined up in the show notes, complete with timestamps and the whole bit. So if you ever want to get, go back to whichever part of the conversation we were here talking about, you just click on that timestamp. It'll take you right there to that point in the podcast and the show and in our conversation. It's absolutely beautiful. Chris, again, I really appreciate your time, man. And uh, thank you for sharing so much information and all that amazing stuff with our Men of Abundance. It's been all my pleasure. Thanks for having me. Excellent. Have a good day. You too. All right, Abundant Leaders. That was indeed a fun conversation. I hope you got a lot out of that. I certainly did. One thing for sure is you are in charge of the change in the direction of your life. Yes, I do believe in divine intervention. I do believe personally that God has a plan for our, for our afterlife. What we do with this life today here, he is given the tools and we are given the tools by whatever means and we're giving the opportunities. It's up to you to take advantage of those opportunities. It's up to you to make the changes in your mind in order to make the changes in your life. So that's all I've got for you guys today. Go out and live your life of abundance and make sure to pay it forward. 
That's all for today, Abundance Leaders. For more about our guests and the powerful information we shared with you today, be sure to sign up for our mailing list at menofabundance.com. We appreciate your time and look forward to hanging out with you on our next episode. So until then, be sure to pay it forward and live your life of abundance. Oh,